Welcome one and all to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, February 17th, 2022. I am Tomo Hussain and joining me is my brother from another mother, Tim Gaze. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing fantastic, Tam. You Did you watch the uh, Kanye documentary that's on Netflix? I have not because I am. When did that come out? Uh, yesterday, maybe, maybe okay, two yeah. days ago. I watched it last night. And let me just tell good? you, it is the most mind-blowing piece of content I have seen in so long for the I'm specific so reason excited. that it is chronicling about two decades of Kanye's career. But it starts in the very, very beginning. And it, essentially, there's just been a dude that's been following Kanye around since he was no one filming him with professional cameras and it has Dang. every major moment including him like signing his deal and stuff on camera and it's like how the hell did this footage That's amazing like oh my god they have so many things that i'm like this this is unbelievable how did they have this footage that it feels like multiple times throughout the hour i'm like is this just all deep fake? Like, is this all actors? <laughs> like, how do they have, like, I kept having to remind myself, this isn't a dramatization. Like, this is actually the moment that this shit happened. And there's seven hours of footage they're releasing. I think, it was, wasn't Dang. it like Roger or someone who posted last night of like uh, him pitching All Falls Down uh, to the, the re like the label and stuff? Like, that moment I mean, is fucking insane. Damn. Dude, you see the whole making of that song and you yeah. see him pitching on, you see him like he is hustling. And it is so funny. Like to see Kanye West chilling at a, a Burger King is <laughs> like the funniest image. But hey, I digress. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Sadly, Kanye is a bit of a wrong and now. So it's unfortunate, but you know, in terms of like musical legacy and a an academic interest in it, I'm definitely going to check that out. Just, um, I gotta wait until a certain deadline passes. I'm working oh, on something. Uh, I wonder what sadly, it could be. I wonder what it could be. I doubt you could even imagine it. Um, but yeah, this is my first kind of funny games daily of 2022. I think. Like, I am sorry if I'm a bit rusty. Forgive me. But let's kick it off with the usual segment that I like to do. February 17th in review, in history. Big happy birthdays go out to Michael Jordan. Hey. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Denise Richards. My girl, show Let's some love go. to Denise Richards. The greatest housewife to ever be. She got absolutely played. Disgusting stuff. Yes. Billy Joel Armstrong. Hey. I don't know how that is. Kind what? of funny. Yeah. Kind day. of funny uh, friend. Oh, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, the Jerry one and only. One of the greatest guests of all time. Uh, not Robin Robin. Joseph Gordon Levitt. JGL. Uh, Paris Hilton, daughter of who I thought was one of the dopest housewife friends of all time, but turned out to be kind of a problem. Yeah, big problem. Uh, Kevin Rudolph, Wait, Edge. I don't Kevin, know who Kevin Rudolph is. Is Kevin Rudolph the uh, make it rock, make it rock, make it rock. Wayne's World, Planet Rock? I <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, okay. British musician. And Alana Taylor, my little sister. Holy Shout shit! Hey, I was, say, who's a, I was like, who added twist. that one in? Uh, <laughs> it's you. Shout out to uh, Barrett's little sister, Alana mm -hmm. Taylor. Happy birthday, Alana. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, in 1859, uh, February 17th, Dmitry Mendeleev began creating what we now call the periodic table. You'll have oh. to see it. In 1933, the magazine Newsweek was published for the first time, and then Newsweek ceased uh, publication on December 30th, 2012. Rest in peace, Newsweek. 
1995 popular punk band Blink-182 released debut album Cheshire Cat, which included their singles Wasting Time and M&Ms. Hell yeah. And then in 2001, February 17th, number one hit was Outcast, Miss Jackson. Wow. Banger. Today's stories include Steam Deck replacements, parts, and how you can get them, a PSA for Elden Ring fans, and because it's a Tam show, NFTs. And more because... Uh, not for Tam. Uh, and more because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on titch.tv forward slash kind of funny games. I said titch there, but what meant was twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about so you can impress all your nerdy friends. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. And if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com. Or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, please, for God's sake, please. you can use Epic Creator Code Kindoffunny on all Epic Game Store and Epic Game in purchase, in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite. And doing that will help support the channel. And of course, to be part of the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, I mean, goddamn one time, let it be a bad game of sweeping. This morning, the one and only natural rifle, Andy Cortez, posted his first hour of gameplay for, for Horizon. Forbidden West on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games. And you all know Andy, he's a gamer. So you can mm-hmm. expect some high quality action coming out of that video. So check it out. And then keep your eyes and ears locked to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and the screencast podcast feed because the Peacemaker finale review will be up later today. Tim, is it good? Oh, it's damn good. I can't wait to talk about it with the boys right after this show. That's going to be live on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And then live for everyone later on YouTube and podcast services. But, oh, can't wait to talk about it. Now, though, you want to talk about this other thing, which looks very cool? I do, actually, Barrett, if you could bring this up. So our friends over at LockOn hit us up, and they are creating super, super dope. I don't even want to call them magazines because they're not video game magazines. They're video game coffee books, um, coffee table books that are absolutely gorgeous, 200-plus pages of unique art and and highly quality written articles, including ones by Janet Garcia. Uh, She's writing about Jack and Daxter in this. Um, They are doing their final moment promotion of – issue three of this so that they have a kickstarter that they're funding uh so you can go check it out it ends next week but if you wanted to even go and get issues two and one they're available now on their site and they were showing me uh these these books they're absolutely stunning absolutely gorgeous i love that they're doing this i just love that there's a group of people out there trying to do really 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 high quality uh video game kind of art and just you know celebration uh, of everything but uh lock on is the the name of it you can check it out i'll make sure that we have a, a link in the description but lost in slash shop uh if you want to go get uh, issue two which features janet garcia talking about jack and daxter but anyways very 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 cool stuff uh go check out their site and look at all the art because it is stunning yeah it looks amazing definitely going to check that out thank you to our patreon producers gordon mcguire and james davis at james davis makes pranksy 
and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Upstart and Green Chef, but we'll tell you more about that later because for now, let's begin with what uh, what will be, what is and what will be forever, forever and ever, the Roper Report. Ever, ever, forever, ever. Yep. It's time for some news. Today we've got four stories, I believe. Oh, a baker's dozen. It's kind of up and down because one of them's very short, you know what I'm saying? So we'll speed through it. The first story comes from, I don't know if you've heard about this website, but I've been told it is the number one video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com, written by Darren Bontheus. Steam Deck replacement parts will be officially sold through iFixit. This is a cool story that I wanted to bring some attention to because it's Valve doing something good. Uh, if you're worried that you're going to be going to inevitably damage your new Steam Deck system, then there's some good news on the spare parts front. Valve will sell replacement parts for the handheld gaming system, allowing users to do home repairs should the device be subject to any unforeseen accidents. Through a partnership with iFixit, spare parts and components can be purchased honoring a customer's right to repair the Steam Deck. iFixit will be one of the authorized sellers of the Steam Deck replacement parts, as well as replacement parts for the Valve Index VR kit, Valve explained in an update on Steam. We are still hammering out the details and we'll be sharing more on this soon. If you're unfamiliar with iFixit, the company offers replacement parts through its stores that can be used to mend a variety of items that range from gadgets to games consoles. Steam Deck parts aren't available to order just yet, but expect them to change that once uh, the fine print between it and Valve has been finalized. In addition to the CAD files that Valve released, which for now let you print 3D, a 3D Steam Deck shell, it looks like there'll be more than one option for repairing any damages to less vulnerable parts on the Steam Deck. Just remember, there's a slight chance that you might void your warranty on your own uh, if, if you choose to do so. Um, the Steam Deck's first wave launches on February 25th, and early impressions on the system have been largely positive so far. Um, so yeah, this this is a really, really cool thing that's happening. iFixit, that people might not know, like I used iFixit properly for the first time maybe a year and a half, two years ago now, and I bought their... Um, special kit screwdriver kit and it is incredible it's really good i oh. use that i use that like it's got it's very elegant it's like a simple thing and it's got loads of different bits for the front i used it to take apart my playstation pro like very easily like no fuss it had every part i needed to get in there i took the entire thing apart cleaned it out and it went from being super loud trying to play call of duty to basically like a day one playstation pro um and it's like whisper quiet now again uh and like i fix it's um what do you call it uh screwdriver set is pretty much the best thing on the market i, I still use it and i highly recommend it i think you can oh, actually man. buy it at like a um, home depot as well now that's super cool. I'm 100% going to get one of these things. I've been in the market for for one of those. I've never heard of iFixit at all, and this is this is super cool. I think it's cool that they're doing this at all, Steam. Like, mm-hmm. that's always a nice thing when they don't hold things to be this proprietary kind of nonsense. Uh, and on top of that, it's not even exclusive to iFixit. It just says they're going to be one of the, the authorized retailers for it. So I totally support this type of thing. I think it's a really cool move. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's good that they are presenting it as an option because you do have a lot of people who are savvy enough to do this stuff. And I think very quickly we'll find that there will be um, guides on how to fix different bits and bobs of it and even enhance it. That's the thing that I'm excited about. Like, I, 
who knows what the build quality is right now but um like i imagine people will be like hey if you want to have a better screen or a better thumbstick or if you're used to these kind of buttons and you want this kind of button just do this buy it from here and use these things and the fact that valve is like opening the door to that is is really cool to see especially when we have places like apple who gate that ability the ability to do that and like if you want to fix something you got to go to them and stand in their fucking sterilized store and talk to their stuff and maybe get like upsold and 10 different things and and that kind of stuff in fact that valve are just like yeah do what you want but it's, it's your call um is is really really exciting i love that yeah so cool are you planning on getting a steam deck oh yeah i've got one pre-ordered um i'm excited to sit what in does my that bed. mean so you have one pre-ordered when does that mean you're actually going to get it it should be soon so like i i had an issue where um so it's february 25th is coming out um so i had an issue where i pre-ordered it in the uk so like um and then later on i messaged them i was like oh shit i'm not gonna be here when i like when it comes out because they delayed it and so mm. i messaged them and they were like so before we send it out we're gonna email you and confirm that you definitely want this and confirm your card details I haven't received that email yet, so I assume um, I haven't missed my opportunity, but um, I'm basing when I'm going to get it off that. So once I get that email, then I'll be like, all right, that means it's incoming uh, soon, hopefully. Cool. Uh, but who knows? Um, but they are out there. They're in the wild. People are playing them. So hopefully we'll find out more about them soon. I'm not 100% sure whether it's worth getting one yet. I just did that thing where I'm like, video game machine, I'll have that. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. Second story is short and sweet one. PSA. This PSA is brought to you by the second best video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com, written by Oisin Kunke. Um, Elden Ring fans beware. Spoilers are out there. Elden Ring spoilers are leaking ahead of the game's release as some fans have gotten their hands on a copy early. While Elden Ring has a planned launch of February 25th, some players have managed to get their copies just over a week earlier and are streaming the game on Twitch. This is uh, noticed by VGC. Um, not only that, but the game's intro cinematic has been released early alongside some screen grabs and gameplay features. Publisher Bandai Namco is doing what it can to take down the leaks, but do be careful when looking up things around Elden, Link on Elden Ring online. If you want to go in as spoiler-free as possible, now, now might be the time to start muting the words Elden Ring on social media or, or avoiding social media entirely. Um, so careful out there. Tam, it's hot you, on the streets. It's hot in the streets. Can you believe that we're a week out from Elden Ring just being available out. And, and out it's, there? Because I... It's the type of game that I feel like is going to be a communal moment. And I mm -hmm. feel like there's going to be that sense of discovery across the games industry. Of like every day is going to have a, an article on Kotaku. Like, did you see this shit? Like, oh, what yep. about this random ass cave? The cave of, of uh, I don't I can't think of any. The cave of funny. spoilers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The spoiler caves there. You, go, yeah. you walk in there, you find some bat fucking a frog or some shit. And people are going to be all excited about it. Like, I, I'm excited to hear about that. What yeah, animal is that going to create? I'm I'm super super ready for like the industry as a whole to get into this thing. Um, it feels wild, like because it's been years that we've been waiting for this game, and it's finally there. And it's also wild that the game this big is coming out this early in the year. If you get what I mean, like for a little people, this is one of the games that they mark as like contender or in the running for potential game of the year. And it's like it's February. 
yeah. which is insane. And traditionally, that's the horizon, right? Like that's that's yeah. crazy that like we're getting two heavy hitters that like if you were to look at this year's releases of what's confirmed, and you were to try to guess and hypothesize what the game of the year, uh, like mm. nominees are going to be, Horizon exactly. and Elden Ring are two that like we can kind of assume are going to be there. Yeah. The other interesting thing is games that are come out in coming that come out early in the year when it comes to game of the year discussions often get forgotten so i wonder what how that's going to happen like i imagine it's not going to be it's 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 going to be very difficult to forget horizon and elden ring but i mean last year hitman i would have said the same thing it was last year wasn't it yeah January that was last, last year. year yeah i, I do can't think even... there's different levels though you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. I feel like Sifu and Hitman are in more similar playing I, fields. See, I wouldn't even say that. Like, I, and that's just like a personal thing. I, I get what you're saying, though. Of just like the yeah. the level of like conversation around both of those games. I think Sifu will, Sifu will have longer legs in the conversation for Game of the Year than uh, Hitman Three did. Yeah, I'm more. I'm mainly saying like it's not the same league as Horizon and Elden Ring. Yeah, where I feel yeah, like yeah. those those aren't mm-hmm. at risk of not being talked about enough. <laughs> you for get sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel I, like it, it's going to be December and people are going to remember those and, like, be fighting for those. I, I really hope, like, this is, like, w- this isn't the peak of the year because there's, there's, you have times where it's, like, the good games come out early and then it's kind of like, okay, the rest of the year was okay. And it usually happens after a banger of a year, which I think last year was. So my fear is, like, you know, I hope everything else that comes out this year is as good and as, like, worthy of long-term discussion, if you get what I mean. I, I'm really excited uh, to to see some things come from Elden Ring because I was uh, working on the the games cast intro that we're making because we've been doing the custom games cast intros for the reviews with the the fun kind of jingle. But mm. uh, Carter Harrell does like the different game versions of it, and I was like, does Elden Ring have a theme song? Like, I don't fucking know what's it sound like. And so I was YouTubing it. And apparently, like from the beta and shit, like there is a theme song and it's out there and it's a yeah. goddamn banger. It's a banger. It is, it is so hype and epic, and it I'm just is. like whoa so dude i can't i can't wait to hear what carter uh pulls out on this one yeah i uh, that is gonna be amazing i like that song is so good i recut the batman trailer the last one that they released to the elden ring theme song and it works (laughs) really well i I put it on my i put it on my tiktok and it's like it's it's super good um so if you want to watch that tiktok demolition two weeks away from the batman boys oh my god dude this is what a time to be alive elden ring is coming out okay and now we've got Batman coming up. And also, as you will hear in the next news story, Hideki Kamiya shit on Konami for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, the next story comes from the third best video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com, written by Eddie McCooch. Uh, Platinum Games says NFTs could become important, but first examples are not great, of course. Um, it's a time show, as I mentioned earlier, so we've got to do NFTs. Platinum Games boss Atsushi Inaba and bosses Atsushi Inaba and Hideki Kamiya have commented on one of the most buzzed about topics in games lately, that being blockchain and NFT technologies. Speaking to VGC, this is a great interview on VGC, make sure you check it out. Um, Inaba, who is president and CEO of the developer of Bayonetta, Vanquish, many more games, um, said the studio hasn't given much thought to the blockchain nft space but said that early examples have been less than i an i less than idea an idea um vice president kamia reacted as well saying that he wasn't surprised to see konami get involved in this space 
I understand it's a hot topic right now and it's really starting to gain momentum, but the way that it's gained momentum has been focused on profitability for the company, but with no positive impact on the creators or the users in any sense. So that's frustrating to see happening. Inaba said. Inaba also said that he observed a trend where those wanting to get involved with NFTs are looking to make a quick buck. Those people who are trying to promote NFTs and partner with gaming companies, their conversations seem extremely one-sided. Hey, you're going to make money, but how does that benefit the user or the creator? If I want to spend my time on something, I want it to benefit making good games, Inaba added. The executive acknowledged that NFTs will likely have some place in the video game business going forward, but the early examples have left much to be desired. As content gets more and more digital, I do think that NFTs as a concept will gain more importance, but I think that early adopters are just seeing it as a way to profit as much as possible. That's not something I'm interested in being part of, to be honest, Inaba said. Also in the interview, Kamiya said he was not surprised to see another <clears throat> prominent Japanese game company, Konami, get involved with NFTs so quickly. This is Kamiya's quote. Not really. Uh, presumably responding to, is it surprising that Konami's get involved? He replied, not really. If it smells like money, Konami's going to be there in a heartbeat. He said, honestly, I have zero interest in this subject. I think what Inaba-san just said really resonated with me because I consider myself a user at heart. Japanese people or digital developers especially, they, they use uh, user instead of player, but it's basically the same sentiment. Mm. Um, so he says, um, I consider myself a user player at heart more than a businessman. It doesn't have any benefit for users at the moment. In the future, if it's expanded in a way that it has a positive side for users, then maybe I'll start to be interested in what they do with it. But I'm not seeing that at the moment. Again, the full interview with VGC is stacked with interesting insight into the company and its future. So go read that there. Uh, well done to Inaba and Kamiya for just being like, this shit sucks. Maybe it'll be good one day, but this shit sucks for now. And then Kamiya going, yeah, Konami wants to make money. So I, I love it. All of this is great. I just I love how transparent it is. I love yeah. how honest and, and, and raw and real it is of them talking about it, their methodology and, and where they're coming at. Uh, like the the whole thing and and how it affects them and the way they're going to make games. Uh, it's the Konami thing is is hilarious as well. I I just find it really interesting and I get that at some point like it, there's there's issues with this, but I do find it surprising that people aren't just coming out being like, hey, this is a great way to make money. This is why we're doing it because I feel like that would be a much easier pill to swallow for people yeah. than these people just coming out with these fucking blatant lies or just like li lies aren't even like that's too much. Like it's not even lies. It's just like shouting bullshit it's just such nonsense yeah. you're selling nothing and like you're kind of even saying i'm selling nothing but like that's very different than just being like hey this is an easy way for me to to make some money which like is like i, I don't know i understand that a lot more than fucking like legit scamming people at least if you're telling people hey, i am scamming people there's there's some level of honesty coming from you but this is just such a hilarious tornado of nothing yeah it's that it's that thing where it very much feels like four idiots by idiots right now and like they think that we just like well, aren't going to look beneath the surface. I think the NFT thing is like, oh, this is beneficial to you and it's really cool. It's like, yeah, who you, you're trying to who you trying to convince? It sounds like you're trying to convince yourself, but who they're trying to convince is idiots. Like, yeah. they're like, good luck and like, uh, in other, and we've said this multiple times. 
there will be a, a way to make NFTs work for or, or whatever the next iteration of NFT. I think NFTs are going to go away. I think NFTs as an acronym and a thing are so poisonous right now that it's going to be rebranded and reinvented as something new um, before it gets uh, finds a place within the industry. The NFT well is well and truly poisoned. Um, uh, people are going to drink for it for a while still. Last week, I was on one of the most tense business calls i've ever been on in my life and uh you know, normally i get along with people and things are all working great but it was probably one of the most antagonistic phone mm. calls i've been in in a long time and it was just me with my face with with what you're seeing here the hue lights and everything just disagreeing with a monkey picture <laughs> <laughs> and i it was very very hard for me to just bite uh. my tongue and just be like you know what tim just 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 be the bigger man i don't even know i don't know I, I hated it I, let me just let you know there, there, i, hated I that don't whole know situation. tim i'm just gonna mm -hmm. be real with you i don't know if there is a way to be a bigger man in this situation where you're talking to a monkey picture dude trust me, thing. Trust me. it thing. was it was a lot <laughs> here's my policy mm -hmm. um if you're ever talking to someone who is talking to you about nfts or monkey pictures ruthlessly bully them <laughs> like i want that is my approach i'm gonna bully you until you cry because that's what you deserve it's, a, um, it's a that, bunch, that is my approach so don't come at me with any of that shit i will tear you apart i, I was thinking this is like uh very 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 lightly nft related um and going back to the kanye thing i was watching like it's crazy to imagine that in the early 2000s there was just a moment and maybe i guess the late 90s there was just a moment where people were like Hey, we're just gonna rip CDs and upload MP3s to the internet, and then just they're just gonna be there. And like, if you want to walk by, just take one, go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, they just—that is such a wild thing to think about. Where it's like essentially just like, like it literally is just we're gonna just give away other people's things, and everyone's just gonna be okay taking them. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. It was the good old days, man. That was the good old days. I remember there was a time when, like, uh, one of my friends would be like, oh, this new album, Get Rich or Die Trying is out, or, like, uh, Stunt 101. What was it? What was the G-Unit album called, the first one that came out? Something. I forgot what it was called. Um, but, like, that album is out, and I'd be like, yep, I'll I'll have it for you in about two minutes. <laughs> it was the Beg case for of, Mercy. Uh, Beg for Mercy, that's the one. That was a good album, man. Yeah, man. Um, downloaded that shit on a CD within someone else's hands within, like, minutes. And everyone yeah. was like, cool sick how much does that uh cd cost one pound i'll give you two pounds for this sick yeah that's fine first cd i ever bought and th this i was d downloading music left and right on the internet but i didn't know uh how to get like new albums like i would have to wait until like things were released and then everyone just put uploaded to napster kazaa or limewire or whatever mm. it was at the time uh but the people that were on torrents they were the Ooh. ones that really knew what yeah. they were doing like in the early tour days. And I remember buying a uh, Lincoln Park Jay-Z collision course for $5 Ooh, on a yeah. burn CD. And I was so upset. I was like, I'm so close to having the knowledge to do this myself, but I just don't have the connections. And now here I am. <laughs> yeah, the tor torrents were, the, were a different world. I've never done anything illegal in my life, so um, I wouldn't know if this exactly. is 100% true. But like, mm -hmm. damn, being able to download like hundreds of songs at a time just be like this is every this is the entire discography of tupac shakur in a one torrent that'll take you half an hour to download people tell me um it's it's, it's what a world you know
2005, man. And the thing is, like, it was simply a matter of convenience. It was a matter of convenience because now we exist in a in a world where it's like, oh, I can digitally pay for something. I'm 100% doing that. It's like, that's how easy it is. Like, it wasn't about taking money at that time for me. It was just like, how do I get this thing quickly? How do I get it conveniently in the thing that I, you know, on a computer where I use all my stuff? And it just wasn't like that before. You had to go and buy a thing, a physical thing, and hope that you've got the hardware to move the physical, you know, files onto your computer. So no, I'm just going to click, give me this thing. And it just happens to be free. And now it's like, you know, um, streaming music services. Like, I pay for that shit. And now I buy vinyl. Like now, I hey. buy vinyl. Not, I don't have a record player. Uh-huh. I only buy vinyl because I know that I stream most of my music. So if I'm gonna buy, I want to support that thing beyond like the pennies that Spotify gives them. I'll buy a physical version, but I'll buy a physical version that has some novelty. I'm not buying a CD. That that shit is like, it's not fun. Like you don't put, you don't, you don't hang up a CD or like put a like a CD Get a record rack, player yeah. though. I might, but like, I don't, I'm not great with record players and that kind of I, stuff. I don't, I, know, I, I don't know where problem. to start. I got it all. I'm just like you, but I buy the vinyl and the CD. And if they offer it on cassette, guess what? I'm buying that too. Yeah. I mean, like, mine, I for me, it's just like, yeah, for me, it's just like, I, I just want to have like, because you get the big art and you're like, this is nice. You know, it it's sad. tactile and like mm-hmm. with CDs, like uh, CDs, uh, CDs nuts because like the cases are constantly breaking. And I'm just like, I got no time. I love CDs. I yeah. miss them. Um, next story comes from IGN's Tom Marks. IGN, also a great video game website on the internet. Where is it in the ranking? Who knows? Street Fighter, at least Magic, number eight. Or at, at most least number eight. eight. At yeah. least number eight. Yeah. So far, we've gone up to seventh for GameSpot. So number eight can be go to IGN. But, you know, that could change on a day-to-day basis. Um, Street Fighter, Magic the Gathering, crossover cards, and February Secret Layers cards uh, have been revealed. This is a story that is close to my heart as a former um, uh, Magic the Gathering obsessive and ongoing Street Fighter fan. Um, last year, Wizards of the Coast announced a Magic the Gathering crossover with Street Fighter, and today we've got the first look at the eight cards that will be part of the secret layer drop, as well as the 33 cards, including the other drops that will be part of the upcoming February Super Drop. We're focusing on the Street Fighter stuff here. Um, Street Fighter Secret Layer will include eight legendary creature cards, as well as one more secret card that will be revealed during the Capcom Cup Pro Tour this weekend, each which depicts one of the fighters from Street Fighter 2's original roster. Wizard of the Coast's Mark Hagen told Tom Marks that they began conversations with Capcom for this crossover about two years ago. And they tried a bunch of different character lineups and creative angles, but that ultimately uh, made the most sense to focus on these eight character and classic fighters. The team even considered making cards based on specific moves or iconic things that weren't characters themselves. For example, something like a round one or perfect card. But they instead decided to represent moves as abilities on each creature. Those abilities are surprisingly wide-ranging mechanically too, featuring everything from multi-kicker on Chun-Li to the equivalent on Skulk on Dalsim to the untap symbol on Ryu. Um, the last one is a particularly odd choice given that uh, it's only shown up on a single card since its introduction in 2008. But Hagen says it was explicitly used as a visual joke here. The symbol looks like the quarter circle joystick motion required to do Ryu's Hadouken awesome. ability in the video games, which is very cool. 
Uh, of course, these cards are legal to play in other Eternal formats like Legacy and Vintage as well, which Wizards of the Coast also considers from balancing perspective. Hagen reassures Tom that they are thoughtful about what new Secret Layer cards are doing to the strategies outside of Commander. Uh, saying we're not trying to accidentally ruin those formats by casually printing hyper powerful cards into them. Street Fighter Secret Layer will be available alongside all the February drops until March 18th on the Secret Layer website, with the final Secret Layer Secret card being revealed on February 19th during the Capcom Pro Tour. I wonder who final. it could be. <laughs> Ooh, who's it gonna be? It's Akuma, baby. It's gonna be Akuma. It's this is fucking Akuma. awesome. This is incredible. Yeah, this that is awesome. art looks great. I love that this seems like a, a legit collaboration and not like a let's just throw some pictures on, call it a day. The art looks really nice. I like how they're integrating it to make sure that it's actually playable and it's not unbalancing and fucking up the the magic side of things i love that street fighter has always been down to clown with collaborations and they care yeah. you know i feel like uh street fighter was one of the first like art books i saw because they were like yeah. you know what we care about our art we're gonna have these comic runs we're gonna actually put work into it we're gonna have the animated show we're gonna yeah, do that weird, stuff. the street fighter uh mega man collab that they randomly put out a decade ago like they're just down to do some cool shit and I, i've always thought that that was cool especially when you have such a worldly cast of characters that are so iconic like Street Fighter, it's kind of, especially Street Fighter 2, stands alone in the fact that its entire roster, every single character, is iconic. Yeah, 100%. I, I really love this kind of stuff. Um, like, the, the art looks really cool as well. It's a different take on those characters, and I stopped buying Magic the Gathering cards a little while back, but I'm tempted to see if I can try and get these. Um, I think, is it... I think they're also doing a metal. Well, they're doing a Yoji Shinkawa a collaboration, I believe. Um, which uh, it looks, yeah. There's there's a Yoji Shinkawa art um, for uh, a Magic the Gathering card, which I'm trying to get my hands on, um, and I should be able to get very soon. But like, I love that these crossovers are happening. The bonus part of this story, which um, Barrett, I put a link in there if you can click. Um, somewhat unrelated. Um, there's also a Street Fighter collaboration coming to King of Fighters um, All-Star, which is a weird other kind of game that they're making. And this imagery is just straight up Capcom versus SNK2 vibes. And I just want to say SNK and Capcom, once again, I am begging you, give us Capcom versus SNK3 and let Capcom make it. I am sick and tired of this shit. You keep putting out games on your own. We need another collab again. Or at the very least, make Capcom versus SNK2 playable on the PS5 and the Xbox series consoles and the PC, for God's sake. It's one of the greatest fighting games of all time, and you're just letting it wither away on platforms that we can't access at the moment currently, or you're just letting the franchise die. It's unacceptable. Get a grip. Capcom vs SNK is the only versus game series I have never played. Dude, S single time. CVS2 is so much fun. And just listen to the soundtrack, Tim. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack oh, sure. is wall-to-wall -wall bangers. Like, some of the coolest music you'll ever... Like, here's the thing I've always wanted to create. Like, I, I've been trying to write it. I've been trying to do it as a video. Um, but, like... Fighting games, there was a time when they had a vibe, if you get what I mean, mm -hmm. and they or a theme, and now that's missing. Like Street Fighter V's theme, I don't know what it is. Like it's a mishmash of just it's very plain if you get Street what Fighter I mean. 4's theme. Street Fighter 4's theme it was like indestructible. Like, what, what I'm talking about is like a 
an overall aesthetic. So like mm. Marvel versus Capcom 2 had this like jazz, jazz style. Jazz, baby. Jazz style, exactly. exactly. And Street Fighter uh, Third Strike was hip hop. It was like street style, jazzy as well, hip hop. And CVS 2 had this kind of like, this wrapper of a televised kind of tournament. And it had like music that was like, you go to the London stage and you had garage music and you go to like other thematic places and they had like aesthetics that were in in like line with them and it created this overall package which is like so so good even like the early Street Fighter Zero Alpha stuff like there was a, a, a exuberance a youthful exuberance to all the music and all the art and everything like that and that was because it was like a an early years of Street Fighter characters everyone was young and that is really missing today and like I that's what I love I love fighting games that have that the most and CVS2 has it one of the strongest and it's so so much fun to play it holds up so well that fighting game as well um I remember I played Justin Wong at it once and it took him Whoa. about 30 seconds to absolutely fucking melt me <laughs> like it was not even funny I barely pressed the button and he was like okay bye and I was like Jesus Justin please chill that's awesome anyways before we head over to out today let's kick it off with let's kick it over to some ads think of all the things you could do and all the places you could go if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt upstart helps make those dreams a reality by helping you pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online whether you're paying off credit cards consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses over half a million people have used upstart to get one fixed monthly payment Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for your loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Green Chef is the greenest way to get your greens. It's the most sustainable meal kit out there, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Their pre-portioned ingredients mean you reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to boring old grocery shopping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with options for every lifestyle like keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. I'm Greg Miller, and I use Green Chef. They just sent me a box the other day. We had these... Uh, 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 these uh, uh, Greek pitas. They were delicious. You cut them in half, then you put all the delicious stuff in there, came in a brown bag, you open up the brown bag, take out all these other brown bags, then you recycle it all, then you eat this delicious food. It's great. Why wouldn't you do this? Go to greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and use the code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I think it's going to be quite some time before we get a Capcom versus SNK 3. But if I wanted to know what was coming to mom and grub shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Are we getting jingle? I refuse to do the pre recorded jingle because it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Out today, we have King of Fighters Roman Numerals. I do not know. What is that? Is that a, a 16? I don't know where King of Fighters is up to now. XV. I don't know which one that is. It's 15. <laughs> 15 god damn that's too i'm many. not even playing do you really not know a roman i i have genuine issues with numbers like numbers are, are like <laughs> this is i i have number anxiety is something that i've tried to explain to people and some people think it's just like very flippant but like i the best way to illustrate it is i was taking my maths exam i opened the paper to the first page and there were numbers on it and it, i threw up immediately like <laughs> Numbers give me that such is some intense Kevin shit. I swear yeah. to God, Tam, don't be telling me that. I, I I have such intense anxiety around numbers that like I just can't deal with them. Like it's so bad. I'm a words person. That's why I avoided maths in many ways. Mm. Um, but, but like, I yeah. only know Roman numerals because of Final Fantasy. Like if it weren't for oh, yeah, yeah. EGM, like reading VII, VIII, and then IX, it's like how the fuck do you go from eight to nine and it looks so radically different? Yeah. You know what I mean? But eventually, I started understanding. It's all about the I. The I yeah. represents where yeah. it all is. Yeah, in relation to to, to fives and tens, it's a, I learned it because thing. of Star Wars. Here's the thing. We have numbers. Just use the fucking numbers. Why do yeah. you need letters to replace numbers? Because this is numbers. cool, dude. No, it doesn't. It I mean, I me. will say, it, like, Final Fantasy, it, 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 if the number is higher than Final Fantasy is currently at, get the fuck out of here. Get rid What's, of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, right now, you can only go up to 16, and then we're okay. Like, the Super Bowl's out here, and they're just literally, there's just typos. They're just, like, <laughs> mashing on a keyboard and seeing what happens. The second yeah. you get to L's, that's when I'm like, all right, yeah. you lost me. Yeah, that's when I'm. Uh, that's, that's when, when I start L. L's. <laughs> <laughs> so, King of Fighters XV is out on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, PC. Total War Warhammer Three is out for PC, Mac, and Linux. From Heaven to Earth is out for Xbox One and Switch. Voice of Cards, The Forsaken Maiden is out on PS4, Switch, and PC. Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection is out on Switch, so now you can play Assassin's Creed on the toilet. Dougie is out on Switch. Big Chick is out on Switch for Big those of you Chick. who like what it. The hell Big. Is that? Oh, we're gonna find out, Tim. Hold on. <laughs> oh, people are like, yes, yeah, step on me, Big Chick, and it's just gonna be a big chicken, and everyone's gonna be like, I'll take it. I'll do. I'll have it. Twenty twenty's been up raw, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit. Um, okay. Okay, let's go. What is this? It looks like are a little monkey like, yeah. island mixed yeah, with a little the big Donkey chick. Kong. That's what's stepping on you. Okay, Are you happy right, with on. that? Are you good with that? I don't know. What is this? Some lemmings ass shit, man. Yeah, it looks like it. What well, it's, run, it's running at a nice 60 frames per second. <laughs> yeah. <the> top left. <laughs> Shout out to Fraps. Thank you. Still serving. Uh, Mr. Maker 3D Level Editor is out on Switch. Light Up the Room is out on Switch. Fluffy Cubed is out on Switch. Red Colony 3 is out on Switch. Upaon, A Snake's Journey is out on Switch. Not a spinoff of Metal Gear Solid, sadly. Trash Sailors is out on Switch. The Table Game is out on Switch. GTA Online, coming to that is the Vespucci job. Open Wheel Races and Time Trials are all delivering high-octane bonuses this week in GTA Online, along with limited-time discounts to Imani Tech for players looking to enhance their rides on the contract. Um, if you have a Switch, you can also now download the Crunchyroll app. And let me tell you, this is my opportunity. I'm sorry if I'm about to upset some sponsors, Tim. 
The Crunchyroll app sucks ass in every iteration oh, I have yeah. ever seen it. It is, is straight true. booty programming. So I don't know bad. who who programmed that. I don't know who designed Funimation, that. Funimation, not any better. But go to hell. Yeah, Funimation, not better. I do not understand how in 2020, the year in which anime is popping off harder than ever, Crunchyroll and anime and fun and Funimation are out here being like, let's create the shittest uh, viewer experience. You, you want to watch make. a full episode? Fuck you! You're gonna no. The, the app is gonna crash like three times before you can finish no, this episode. No, absolutely no. Oh, I, go wanna... to, I have to watch anime on Hulu, Tim. It's fucking ridiculous yeah. because like I just I can't keep resetting my tv because funimation is like you, no i hate you if you if you work at crunchyroll or you know someone that was working at crunchyroll and you're watching this listen close get a grip and fix it i want to watch you. demon slayer this sunday don't crash on me okay it's insane i want to go into this to the to the series i'm watching and just have the next episode queued up for me don't make me go through the french german italian all, all the <laughs> subs scrolling all the way down like laggy as fuck to get to the last episode that i watched it's insane get a grip new dates this uh we have still a libra patch coming on february 20. i don't know what that is but if you are playing stellar stellaris libra and waiting for the patch February 23rd is when that's coming. Saffron Fields is coming to Steam on March 3rd. Um, and let's check on reader mail. We do have one big reader mail, which is from Nanobiologist. Um, and we're going to use that as the uh, post show, which is cool. Um, but yeah, that's the only bit of reader mail that was submitted today. So that's about it. Let's check out You're Wrong. I expect once again for it to be completely empty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, sadly, it seems I have been mistaken once again um correcting you're wrong from yesterday uh, uh that's not my problem okay um, <laughs> that's not my problem <laughs> uh the number six gaming website in the world gamespot.com just upset number one gaming website gamespot.com to become the new number one gaming website in the world awesome uh, i want to give a shout out to kebabs here saying i wrote the ration clank one retrospective in lock on issue two uh, which Ooh, opens the book. So, hey, get Janet amazing. and the Bobs. You'd love to see it. Um, and then the Wageless. I can't read the rest of that. What is that username? The Wageless Man? Is that? I can't. I can't say. Wageless Mage. Apologies. Mm -hmm. Not an official release, but you can play CVS2 on Fightcade, a platform that is both an emulator hub and an online matchmaking hub for classic fighting games with lots of activity. There are tons of guides out there, and you will get a match quickly. Just thought you'd like to know. Yes, uh, Fightcade is amazing. I just would like it to be on, you know, a thing that I'm not jerry-rigging together and can very e easily jump into, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, nanobiologist replies and says, you still got 15 minutes laughing my ass off. He's right. Well, no, I responded because he said this in chat too, and I said, we got whatever time we stay we have left, Nano. You don't get to fuck Nano. 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 You think I can't kill 15 minutes? You think I'm <laughs> incapable of talking about something 15 minutes? Let me tell you about Bloodborne. It starts <laughs> in Yarnum. <laughs> I want to I bitch and complain about something, if I may. Okay, yes, let's I do may. it. So I'm working on this Seafood Platinum, and a lot of people out there are like, there's no way Tim could do it. I'm telling y'all right now, as the days go by, I get closer and closer, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking do this. I really think it's going to happen. Yeah, you, and, did the, you did the pacifist thing like you were telling me earlier. I did the pacifist thing. Last night, I finally uh, beat the, the final boss in the pacifist style. And did it take me seven tries? Yes. Did I die seven <laughs> times? 
No. Did I accidentally kill him seven times? Yep. Yes. And God, that is the hardest part for people that don't know what I'm talking about. When you beat Sifu, there's an extra challenge to go back and beat the bosses again. But when you get the final uh, button prompt, the, the triangle pops up to kill him with the finishing strike, you mm. don't do it. And then you need to go back and kind of like stun him a couple more times and then you can spare them. But the problem is when you see that thing pop up, you want to just fucking cut him in the throat yeah. because you just had a fucking super difficult fight it's it's in <laughs> it your dna so too so like you just yeah. do it automatically i i did that accidentally like once or i think it was like once with the the first boss or no you know what what it was i had accidentally um depleted the first boss's health before i could get them back up to being stunned that's what mm -hmm. happened yeah, I mean, dude, you said once, I'm not kidding when I say it was about seven times, and that's just the last boss. Like, I Jesus. I have fucked it up every single time. Like, it is, I am a useless human being. But uh, I did find something that bothers me a lot about seafood that I hope that they fix. Is the camera? And, uh, <laughs> you motherfucker. No, no, it is not the camera. It is the fact that when you go back and play earlier levels, which is kind of the whole part of the point of the game. Uh, you can change what shrine upgrades you get and all that, and then you'll start the next level with that at the age, the youngest age that you beat the previous level, right? So now that I am working towards the, the hardest obstacle in the game, which is beating the entire thing under the age of 25, I know that I'm going to need as, as many lives as possible towards the end. Mm. So I have to get near perfect runs of the early levels with all the right shrine upgrades, which I'm trying to get the parry breaker one yeah. so that I have an easier time at the end of the game. But now here lies my problem, Barrett Courtney. There is a flaw with the way they designed this whole system because huh. whenever the youngest you are beating a level, it locks it. And that's... Yeah. where you start the next level right which is totally fine for every level except the first one because i beat the first one at level 20 but when i did that it was not optimized shrines it's just whatever shrines i chose that run but now mm. because i beat that at level 20 which is the youngest you could do you can't change the shrines yeah <sighs> even though i beat the level again at age 20 with all the parry i had two level parry thing barrett for, for in, in your first level in level one and that didn't carry over to level two mm -mm. that doesn't it seem locks. right it locks whatever because i can't I, i'm stuck with the shrines i have that's huh. messed up and i'm like slow clap please help me please slow clap please because that, that seems like if it's the technically the same run if you're going from level one to level two and it's the same run and you're not restarting from like uh like the menu and stuff like that should carry over and uh, yeah that's that's weird that that's not carrying over for you sorry same run will will carry over yeah but right if i fuck up that the second level the club oh, which, and which i did and you restart it oh interesting yeah that so sucks. it's like such a dumb technicality but it's fucking me yeah <laughs> so, if you work we'll at see. slow clap or know someone that works at slow clap Help get me. a grip yeah. <laughs> Got a grip. You talk to the Crunchyroll people. Figure or, your life out. Or Tim, just be like me. Take your loss and get uh, just die once in uh, the club, and then yeah. just stay at age twenty one until the very end. Because that's what I had to do. I could not get past Sean without dying once, and then I just. I yeah. My current run, I'm twenty two past Sean. Okay, because because that was my thing. Is that like the run up to Sean is so long even when you have the shortcuts right whereas like the level three boss you have to like 
the most amount of people you have to fight if you want to just get straight to the boss is two people. Then you can get to the level uh, three boss, like, immediately. Um, and then, the, like, the level four boss, I would say, is, like, kind of in between Sean and the third boss, where it's, like, it's not as lengthy as the build-up to Sean, but it's still... It's easy, though. Yeah, it's, like, it's... Uh, there there are definitely some mini boss fights that uh, gave me a run for my money with like not dying whatsoever. Um, but once you Sean get to and the... the third boss is a great name for a video game cover album <laughs> or like a band. Um, and then uh, yeah, it was it, it was really the most difficult thing was uh, once I let go of like trying to perfect like not dying at all during the club. Um, it was really just like making sure I didn't die at all in the third level, and then perfecting my run in the fourth level so I could start the final level at age 21 with a zero death count. Yeah. My biggest problem is, um, cause I'm with you. Like, I, I feel like I could do something similar. Like I, I, I actually feel like tonight I'm going to play the club and I think I might be able to beat it without dying. Don't play the club. That is a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> but my problem there is I don't think that I'm good enough to, do the parries and stuff with uh to the final boss mm. without getting the full parry upgrades like i i, I feel like i'm gonna yeah. need to rely yeah, on I, that I, right now i wasn't able to get any parry upgrades through, through <sighs> i was just not able to get enough like what because that's not xp that's like level points that you have to use to unlock that right yeah yeah i could never get like enough to or i might have unlocked like the first one but that's all i was able to do um so yeah slow clap tweeted out uh who put this in the chat some some brody in the chat uh said that slow clap tweeted that this is going to be fixed in the next update hell yeah i I would have loved if they tweeted at you like tim we're sorry (laughs) sorry uh, we hit a crunchy roll they're working on it (laughs) here's the thing tim barrett watching anime on crunchy roll is like asking your hard of hearing grandparent to get you a present like Uh You you tell them the thing that you want. I would like the video game called Elden Ring. And they what you tell them and what they hear are two different things. They come back to you with a thing called Eldritch Wrongs, the book. And you're like, what the fuck happened here? And that's exactly what it's like when you go to Crunchyroll. You're like, I would like to watch anime. Mm-hmm. And it tells you, and you're like, I would like to watch full metal alchemist and then it gives you when you're searching it'll give you full metal panic full metal jacket somehow is on there like full full metal alchemist in german fully type out full metal alchemist brotherhood to get brotherhood to pop up and it's it's insane ridiculous and then then it's it's like best anime how is it this hard to find it and then you and then you like it's like log in and you're like, I did log in. I've been logged in for the past <laughs> 10 sessions. Why are you asking me to log in again? And then you log in and it's like, thank you for logging in. Here is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in 480p. Please enjoy. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you're like, enjoy. I guess and I'll that, and, and take that, it. And then Tam, you press it and, and it's like, yeah. I continued my rewatch uh, inspired by your rewatch on Hulu. Yeah, I I it was on. But like you hit play and it's like, thank you for being a Crunchyroll premium subscriber. Bitch, have these four ads. And you're like, what? How? I'm a premium. So you just told me I'm a premium. There's a little crown next to my username. It's What's so going funny. on? It's so funny with that shit because like it is so annoying 90% of the time unless you're HBO. And it's because they have quality shit. Like HBO Max is the only and HBO the, the proper back in the day are the only streaming services that 
I pay for, I pay to get ad free, pay to get all the premium stuff, but they'll give us those little ads of promoting some random other show like before or after. And I'm always like, you know what? That did look pretty good. <laughs> like I, I'm happy you, you told me about this thing I didn't know. Unlike Peacock, then every fucking <laughs> 10 minutes, they're showing you trailers for their shows. And I'm like, stop showing me this shit. I don't want to see this. So I have I have a request for, you know, the kind of funny best friends, they are vast and they, they cover the world and they're in yeah. very different, you know, lanes of life and have much influence. And I, one of my favorite videos to watch is when those lads go up to like, what is it? The the little con not conference but a council chair meeting that is happening that is very official and they just start talking about a weird like fucking statue or something that they hate in the local area and the dude's clearly having that i want someone to do that but like step up to the mic where it's like i don't know the, the council meetings happening and they have like all those official looking people waiting and then just be like i would like to raise uh awareness around a key issue that is affecting the denizens and the uh tax paying people of this city but also the world, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is an anime app that is abysmal. We give them money every month, and yet they offer us nothing in return. Anime at the worst quality with the worst user experience. And then hopefully that gets like clipped out, and then someone at Crunchyroll will be like, fine, let's fucking fix this stupid app. <laughs> and they're putting out original anime right now. They're putting out original anime. They're like, we are doing original content. Please enjoy it on our dog shit service. Oh my God, it makes me so mad. It makes me unbelievable. I think Netflix, I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for a new podcast that we launched called Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure on giantbomb.com. Started watching it on Crunchyroll and it was awful. And then Jean-Luc came along and was like, it's on Netflix. I went to Netflix and it was, oh my God. When I started watching it on Netflix, it was like the first time we went from like normal TV to HD TV. I was like... <laughs> This is how it could have been the entire... I watched yeah. all of Phantom Blood and it looked... I could see artifacting most of the time. Yeah. And then I went and I watched the the Netflix version and it was straight up like 4K style. Tam, Tam, like, let me oh tell you, like, because, you know, uh, my heroes kind of turned into comfort food for Alyssa and I. And it's yeah. gotten to the point where, like, I just straight up have bought the Blu-rays because I, I can't stand, like, just... It's just so bad, man. There, there Remember, is guys, there's always Kazaa. <laughs> Kazar will never fail you. There is, there is a, there's a, a moment in um, uh, My Hero where there's the, it's the spoilers for My Hero. It's the All Might versus uh, uh, All for One, All for One fight where he does the United States of Smash, oh. and it's the, it's the greatest moment, but the most like compelling case for buying a blu-ray because the moment that happens it also happens when in during the tournament actually this yeah. is a better one where todoroki and midoriya do their both their attacks at the same time you can see the screen dim because it cannot take the vibrancy of it yep. like the animations cannot it can't handle it the only way to watch that in full uh kind of um kind of quality is to buy the blu-ray version because otherwise it's just like absolutely not we cannot put this on a streaming service it cannot handle it anyways there you have it it is 11 a.m we did it you, yeah, nano, i don't like that nano we gave into nano i i enjoyed this conversation with y'all but i don't like that we gave into <laughs> nano's demands here but we, we 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 got our we got our we took our dig but we also did it with good content so i think yes. i think that we did it the best way tomorrow's hosts are greg and GameSpot's very own jordan ramey 
um please be nice to him he's his first time on um kind of funny games daily and he's a lovely lovely lad um if you're watching on twitch after this is someone fill me in is uh, it the bless if i remember correctly is going to be playing king of fighters 15 and metal it. gear rising i think both but you I double wrong. To see yeah it. definitely king of fighters i'm not so sure about metal gear uh cool. if you if you want to watch that stream later, you can go to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny. And remember, this has been kind of funny games daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games, we run you through all the most important nerdy news you need to know about. And we have a good time because sometimes we talk about anime and shit on Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games. If you're not, please go and do that if you can. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat.